0: Hey, friends and foes. Welcome to the Brushwork Podcast. My name is Stephanie Scott. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why what you surround yourself with matters. Today's episode is mostly about influence. So if that's interesting to you, keep on listening. Have you ever been to a beach town and seen shop after shop after shop of nautical art wave paintings, boats at the dock, starfish ornaments, octopus drawings, that one portrait of a weathered sea captain looking off into the middle ground. Y- you know what I mean? You go to these beachfront towns and they're, they're just full of nautical images and toys. And, you know, it, it makes sense for the area because usually these are tourist towns. They make their money off of these knickknacks and you know honestly most of them are not from the area that (laughs) that you're in when you go to these places hello made in china (laughs) so part of that art is to sell to the visiting tourists right because this is how these towns make their money and most of these tourists they want they want a, a fond memory of their trip and they want to attach that memory to an item that reminds them of that trip but i would also say that a stronger part of all these nautical inspired shops in these beach towns is because that's what the artists who live there are surrounded by. They're surrounded by marine life. They're surrounded by ocean or lakes or fishermen, <laughs> fishing industry, marine life, you know, all these different water-based places. I often joke with my friends that if I ever lived at one of these beach towns, I would also only make wave paintings. They're just, there's something captivating about that space. And isn't that interesting? What you surround yourself with matters. Do you have that one relative and you have dinner with them and you're sitting there and you're thinking, how do they get so deep into that political belief that they have? And then they tell you, Oh, I listen to XYZ Radio and Elephant News Station and Octopus Internet Web vlog, And I I go to these places and that's where I get my news. And you, you, you hear them say that and you think, Oh, that makes a lot of sense for why you have these thoughts and feelings and passions. That makes sense for them. Now, imagine if that relative of yours was an artist. Maybe they are an artist. And they make really political paintings that are all about that view that they have. It's because they go to these websites, and they go to their news stations, and they listen to their radio, and they consume that media. What you surround yourself with matters. I can't watch scary movies. If I do, I get nightmares at night, and I become majorly distrusting of people during the day. Visuals of horror shows, TV shows, movies, radio shows—it sticks in my brain and actually haunts me. But more importantly, it changes my artwork. The themes get darker. The confidence in my skill wanes, and I, I have to process it. I have to think about it and tell it and get it out of my system because it just sticks with me. My my boyfriend often teases me that I can't watch anything scary f- for these reasons, but it's it's very real. I feel like any, any sort of frightening imagery lasts with me for weeks and sometimes months after I watch it. And I think there's something about being an artist that makes you susceptible to what you're seeing. But the thing is, it's not just scary movies that affects me so. Here's another example. In the early days of art school, I bought a high-end fine art magazine. It had beautiful photos of paintings in a style I hadn't seen before. There were wonderful interviews of the artists that were in the magazines to accompany the pictures. And when I read it, it it blew my mind. I thought it was just so interesting and different and really cosmopolitan. I'm not actually talking about Cosmo the magazine, (laughs) but but with these high-end art magazines, they just, they really influenced me. And for the next three weeks after reading that one magazine, my writing style and my painting style shifted completely to mimic the style of the writing in the pictures in that magazine I had seen, all of which were completely unbeknownst to myself. I I had no idea this was happening until a few months later when I was looking back at my sketchbook and saw a major shift in how I was making art. And I was like, that's interesting. What an odd phase of learning for myself. In the last days of my junior year at Cornish, I broke up with a relationship I had been in for the last decade, and the work I made after that changed in tone, changed in attention, and in technique. What I'm getting at with all of this is that what you surround yourself with really, really matters more heavily than you think it does. As visual artists, we are highly influenced by what we are reading, what we are seeing, what we are surrounding ourselves with. Everything, everything that we look at, every person we interact with, every book we read, every show we watch, every website we go to, it affects you and therefore your artwork. When you look at your artwork, for me, my paintings, what sort of influences do you see in that artwork? Can you see your influences at all? Is the relationship you're in affecting your paintings? Is your Instagram feed affecting your self-confidence, which therefore is affecting your artwork? The answer is always yes. So if you are feeling like you are stuck in a rut, if you are looking at your life and you feel like what you are surrounded with, who you're around in general, and you feel like it's not actively helping your art career, maybe it's time to change something. Here are some questions that I often ask myself when I'm considering a change of pace. Number one, what am I doing in my downtime that affects my artwork? My favorite hobbies are roller skating and reading books. I also have plants that I take care of. I go on dates with my boyfriend. I have a house to maintain I have family members to see, but for real relaxation time, reading books matters to me. Sometimes I read art books, and sometimes I read fantasy books. And more directly, sometimes I read a book in which a character will inspire me to make a painting about them. Not to put a sense of urgency in your own death to you, but... When you're making artwork, do you want to make artwork based on things that you're inspired by just because you're inspired by them? Or do you want to have some sort of intention around what you're making? For example, I recently made a painting based off of the colors of Loki from the TV show that Disney just put out. It's very fun. I love the color scheme. It looks great. But did I need to make a Loki painting or could I have made a painting based on Something else that I've been thinking about in my mind. Where are you spending those hours? What you surround yourself with matters. It changes how you use your time. It changes who you hang out with. It changes how you view the world. If you want a change of pace, one of the easiest ways is to change your social media feed. Another question I ask myself often is, who am I following on social media? And are they doing me any good? Is it beneficial that I follow this one art account? Is it beneficial that I follow this beauty account? Is it beneficial that I follow my ex from high school? <laughs> right? Like, who, who are you following? And how is it feeding your mind? And therefore, feeding your art? It's really, really important. And I think it's good to be critical about who you follow and who shows up on your feeds, on social media, and how, how you emotionally react to it. Some of you who are in my age bracket are probably in agreement with me on this one thing where you don't really go on Facebook anymore because it's full of angry people. And I don't really go on, it on Twitter anymore because it's also full of angry people. And I thought that a lot. I thought that for many, many years. And then I thought, I could follow someone else. I could curate my experience and therefore curate who whose media I was consuming and whose output I was letting influence me. Does that make does that make sense? So the first question is, what am I doing in my downtime? The second is who am I following and seeing content of? The third question is, what? Other artists are you actively studying my mentor from when I was an equestrian always encouraged me to look at artists who I thought were just incredible to to continuously study other artists she was would always ask me even after I stopped riding horses who I was listening to who I was watching, who I was reading about, and she wanted to know in depth about them every single time I met her. A little extra pressure to put on yourself when you're meeting a friend, but you know what? I think it was a healthy pressure. When you're looking up other artists, when you're looking up people who are masters of their trade, when you're consuming what they make as media, when you're feeding your eyes with something that's intentional not accidental and not dramatic, just for the sake of getting more clicks on their videos. It changes your perspective, usually for the better. Okay, here's another question. Am I seeking out inspiration or am I viewing things that are keeping me in a rut? This is kind of a follow-up of what artists are you studying, but I feel like this could go with anything. If you are feeling like you're in a creative rut, that there's stagnation with your artwork, are you looking up things that will help you grow? Or are you looking up things that are more of the same as before? I think in an age of short-form videos and constant posting photos on social media, it's really tricky to seek out what you need versus what is being served to you because you clicked a few times on a few different videos. We love an algorithm. (laughs) Some things I've been seeking out for inspiration lately have been reading about historical figures, which is not what I normally like to read. I've been viewing videos on YouTube of people who have beautiful homes and watching how they upkeep it. I've been listening to ASMR in the evenings to to help myself relax. I think these things are keeping me healthy in my mind. I think these things are bringing down anxiety. And I think these things are making better paintings in the long run. I don't believe that creation stops when you leave the studio. I think the process of creation happens at every moment of every day. The way you go about your day the way you take your breaks, the way you meet people, who you choose to meet, the way the weather is, and what kind of news reaches your eyes. All of this affects your creative process. And in a world of bombardment with the internet, you have to curate your experience. You have to actively curate your experience. Otherwise, it'll be curated for you. Influence is tricky. But if you take an active stance in it, you're going to make better art. I have one last question, and this has to do with the people you're around. Who among your support system is actively helping you as an artist? I don't mean people who are mixing your color for you or building your stretchers or your photographer. I mean, who are the people who are encouraging you to get to the studio, who is helping you do your day-to-day tasks so you have space for creativity, who is asking you about shows, who is helping you come up with ideas, who is commenting on your social media posts, who is supportive and encouraging in your artistic practice, because those people matter. In my current relationship, I'm with someone who doesn't want to compete with me artistically, whose wins don't mean that I can't win, whose ideas are only to make my art business better. And that is really, truly a gift. Do you have people like that in your life who are pulling you up instead of pushing you down when you have a win? That's so important. Do you have people who you can just talk to about art, even if they aren't artists themselves, who want you to do well as an artist? You have to curate that group of people as well. Those people are invaluable to the creative process, and how they, they influence you matters so much, because those sources of influence have the biggest root on your artistic practice. I hope that this episode has brought you some inspiration and gives you a chance to take a look at how you have built your life and how... You've controlled the things that you can control when it comes to what you are feeding your eyes. In the lesson of what you surround yourself with matters, how you choose to build your life is the answer. If you want a homework assignment for today, and I think I'll do this for myself right now, go on your favorite social media platform. Anytime you read a post that makes you feel less than fantastic makes you feel jealous, or makes you feel imposter syndrome, you should go ahead and unfollow that person. I promise, they they won't mind. It's totally okay. Curate your online spaces so that you feel good about your art, so that you feel good about yourself, so that you enjoy going to those places. Thank you so much for joining me today for the brushwork podcast. If you want to find me on social media, and I promise I make really good posts. I am Stephanie Art, or you can find the podcast at BrushworkPod on Instagram. Thanks for listening and make good choices, everyone. Till next time.